What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Culture Base Podcast. We're excited to be here. I'm your co-host Dustin. With me, as always, per usual, this is episode eight. So we're in we're in a usual flow now. Eight weeks, two months of the pod, Blake. Can you believe it? Oh, let's go. That's a, that's a two, lot. Two months. Yeah, two more, and we get past like eighty or ninety percent of podcasts that start up. I love it, which is guaranteed to happen because we have content for days that we can't wait to bring to you. I want to remind everybody that we're here to help leaders know what they're about, show where they're going, and develop a scalable team to get there. Today, we're going to talk money, but not just any money. <laughs> we're going to talk about the cost of turnover. All that money you're losing. All that money that's just flying out the window getting eaten up by other big birds that are also flying. Yep. I only know because I'm losing it too. (laughs) (laughs) And I wouldn't know anything about that. I'm just a dumb host. All right. So we're (laughs) going to get into that in a second. Uh, I want to thank everybody. If you're listening to this on an audio podcast platform, would love for you to leave a five-star review. Don't be stingy with your stars. Four is not enough. Make it five. Why not? Be nice. Be kind. Add some kindness in the world with your stars, why don't you? Uh, Five-star review would be great. If you don't have anything nice to say, you don't have to say anything at all. But if you do, we'd love to hear about it. Only if it's nice, though. We're fragile people. Um, (laughs) If you're watching on YouTube, I want to invite you to like, subscribe, ring the bell. Blake's having a day. I'm trying to get him to laugh. Look, he's already (laughs) crying. Uh, like, subscribe, ring the bell. If you're watching on YouTube, you can uh, be notified there. I actually just set some stuff up earlier for us to be able to go live there. So uh, might be one of those things in the future where you're just hanging out randomly on a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. And all of a sudden you're like, what? The culture base is live. Let's see this podcast unedited. That's your chance to see it. Then you'd be like, oh, never mind. We should and then just- like, they're like, you know what? Ooh, liked it better when they cut out all the dumb stuff. Um <laughs> But yeah, we'll uh, might pop in some live stuff. Who knows? Uh, speaking of live stuff, on our uh, LinkedIn page as well, we have the ability to go live. I thought that'd be super fun. Um, so we're going to be setting that up probably in the next couple of weeks and maybe just randomly pop in there. So you definitely want to make sure that you're over there in those spaces following us so that you can be notified when those things happen. You can follow us on Instagram or LinkedIn. I think we're also on the Facebooks uh, at The Culture Base, B-A-S-E. And if you want to talk to us about anything that we're talking about, maybe the cost of turnover, maybe generational differences, we would love to come alongside you and your company and help you with your culture. You can uh, click the Let's Talk button at theculturebase.com. And lastly, this upcoming Thursday, so two days from the time that this airs, two days from now, is going to be our second ever Think Tank session And it is going to be centered around the topic of generational differences, which we discussed in our previous episode seven. Maybe go back and listen to episode seven if you missed it. And then go to theculturebase.com and click on Think Tanks. Put your email address in there, and then we will send you a personalized, super exclusive, wait for it, Zoom link. I know. I know. Sequence (laughs) packet. But... Trust me, this Zoom link is not like other Zoom links. This is one you actually want to be a part of, and you can be excited when you click the join button. Uh, and you can, uh, yeah, be centered around some uh, like-minded leaders like you who are thinking about the same things you're thinking about and uh, get an opportunity for us to kind of grow together. Uh, Blake's going to be leading the discussion this time. 
around as I'll be out of town. Um, and Blake literally wrote a book with chapters in it about generational differences. <laughs> so, um, with chapters in it. With chapters in it. There's only there's like a two pictures. Book, let me just tell you, this book has pages and everything, y'all. Look at this. <laughs> real, it's a real book. It's a real book. Real book. Just like Blake's real boy. All right. Um, hmm. Culturebase.com slash think tanks. We're here, buddy. We're, here. We're doing this. Do this man. Let's do it. We're doing this. <laughs> We're talking today about money, 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 money. Constitution. And you are. He's, he's, guys, Dustin is trying to bring the energy to a whole nother level. Because my energy seems to be at the bottom of the pits right now. And so he is going over and beyond, and I applaud him for such. And I promise he's already lifted me up at least two energy points. I love it. Get three energy points, and you get a shroot buck. A shroot buck, yeah. I was just trying not to suck 3% less. Yeah, there you go. Um, Okay. Um, All right, let's dive right into this thing. So there are tons of articles out there. If you search on the World Wide Web's um, business leaders, uh, brilliant speakers and authors, everybody's talking about this topic of the cost of turnover. Mm. Um, but few leaders, Blake, in our research have really dug deep enough uh, to find out what the cost actually is. Why don't leaders dig into this further? There are many reasons. I think one of the one of the easy reasons is just that that it's easier to not. It's easier to just assume ignorance like, is bliss. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, this, you know, I it's probably around this, so we'll keep it at that. Like, oh, I don't want to look at my PL because what if it looks bad and then I'm gonna have bad feelings. And like, it's just like the thoughts we have about these circumstances create those feelings. Well, we, we want to shy away from that idea. And I think business leaders love to just deal with things they can deal with immediately a lot of times. And so like, man, I can go work myself out of this problem. Well, a lot of times with the cost of turnover, it's like trying to figure that out is highlighting a problem. It's not highlighting an opportunity necessarily. But it is, right? It is highlighting opportunity. So I think one of the reasons is um, it's just easier not to. Um, not cheaper not to. It's just easier not to. Yeah. I think the other thing is that it is, um, it's harder to quantify. It isn't like an easy thing to come to because there are a lot of variables that are not hard fixed numbers. We can get closer to those variables and get them closer to a fixed number, but we're never going to be at a place that it is incredibly clear. But I think business leaders, we're okay dealing in generalities and bigger numbers and higher quantifiables more or less, right? So we're okay to be like, well, you know, it's probably X amount of dollars. And the the more you digest turnover and get into this, you'll come to a closer ballpark, right? Yeah. So I think that's the idea is, do you even know what ballpark you're in? Mm. And I don't think, I don't think leaders do know what ballpark they're in. I think the majority of business leaders just think it's a cost of doing business. But hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, that's really good. It's it kind of an analogy that we talked about before we hopped on. Um, and we're going to just take a step back further here in a second and just kind of ask, okay, well, well, then if we're not digging deeper in, into this, and we talked about the reason why leaders aren't digging deeper into this, let's just step back for a second and just talk about why knowing the cost of turnover is vital to the success of your company in the first place. And we talked about kind of ignorance is bliss and, and those types mm-hmm. of reasons why they don't dig in further. But I think uh, like you just kind of alluded to the cost of doing business, it's a it's an assumptive um, nature that many leaders feel is always going to be there and there's no way to avoid it. So what's the point mm-hmm. in trying to navigate around it or trying to really why waste our precious, valuable time as leaders? Oh, so precious. Right. Why waste all that time? That was my Adam Sandler. Oh, it's precious. Uh, why, why waste our time doing the things that really won't matter in the long haul? Yeah, I, we we made the analogy before we went, uh, before we hit record on this episode that, uh, for me, I think it's uh, a lot of leaders view it the same way that many people in America view car payments. That we're mm-hmm. just we're always going to have a car payment. Hmm. So let's just deal with it. It's an it's it's just a necessary evil. It's the cost yeah. of doing business, right? It's the cost of living. We're always going to have this, but we know that some of the richest people in the world don't have car payments. You might right. go, well, that's because they could pay cash for that Maserati. <laughs> but the reason they can pay cash for that Maserati is because they lived smartly, right? Yeah. And they got to a point where they could do that. And so I, I, I think it's something that we have to kind of turn on its head to for 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 business leaders and and, and people that own and run companies to understand this is not this is not an acceptable uh, problem to just kind of leave laying in the corner of your room. Yeah. Right. Yep. So so Blake, talk to us about why knowing the cost of the turnover is so valuable. Let's just take a step back for a second. Why, why should we care about this? Why should we not just accept it for what it is and move on? Because we're trying to profit, right? We're trying to profit in business, period. We're trying to profit at the highest point we can as the most successful, scalable team that we possibly can. Profit is not our number one goal, but it is a a identifier. It's a scoreboard of how your team is doing. And so... The thing is, is this is the easiest of ones to be like, if I have lower turnover and like, if, if I lose someone, it costs me over $14,000. If I lose 10 people, I can tell you it's costing me $140,000, right? So if that's true and I can lose five people and only lose $70,000, where does that other $70,000 go? towards the benefit of the company, towards growing in profit, towards getting a better bottom line, towards having more productive work. Hmm. This is the area when you talk about the three areas um, where, where, you know, we profit, the way to increase profit, one is increase revenue, right? We increase revenue, but we're also increasing expenses. So are you really increasing profit all that much? Not really. The other way is to cut down expenses. This is one of those ways too, right here, cut down the expense of turnover. Okay, Mm. see it as an expense, because if you cut that down, that's a lot easier to save money on the bottom line. So good. And then the last part is productivity. So not only is not having a ton of turnover helpful to cutting the expense of turnover, 
now we're operating at a higher productivity because you're not constantly training. You're not constantly redeveloping. You're not constantly bringing processes back up. You're not constantly going through hiring processes. You're not, do you see how exhausting it is to go through the process of turnover? I know it's exhausting to have to think about your turnover, but I promise it's 10 times more exhausting to constantly be going through it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's just kind of our, our, our upper 30,000 foot view of, of why this is so important. I think there's some things too, right? Blake, that kind of will knowing this number, right. Has got to shift, not just a way of thinking, but it has to shift a way of interacting and a shift away has to shift your way of doing business day to day, mm-hmm. whether it's internally with your team, external, other B2B sales, B2C sales, like all those types of things come into play. And, and I think one of the main things that I think of when I think about how it affects your day to day is how fast are you hiring and how slow are you firing? Hmm. And you're asking me that specifically here? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm asking the leader who's watching, Mm. how fast are you hiring and how slow are you firing? Because I think you need to swap the two. Mm. I think if you can just slow down for half a second and not be so overly anxious about the spots that you have to fill and just any old warm body will do, then you will understand very quickly how this cost of turnover Hmm. can be reduced if you just slow down. And I know I'm talking to visionaries. I know I'm talking to big planners here, the big idea guys in the room, the ones who have got it all figured out if everybody would just shut up and listen to them, right? Now's your time to shut up and listen because if you can just slow it down Hmm. then you can hire the right people, wait for it, and then your turnover goes down. And if your turnover goes down, your expenses go down and your productivity, like Blake said, goes up. What are the other ways you see, Blake, of this playing out? Yeah, and I I think you think, like the best way to think of this is like you're designing it. You're being mm-hmm. intentional about it, right? So Not letting it happen to you. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's what people think hiring is, is it's just, mm-hmm. a, I got to find people to fit these things instead of I'm designing how we're going to get to this goal. I'm designing the right people who fit this role to get to this goal. I'm designing the right teams and what they look like. Um, This is where strategy has to play. And if we don't take the time for that strategy, it's chaos. I had a, a customer say to me recently, and it's a customer of a customer, but they said, we were talking about getting designs done and the designs have changed like four times. And I've, so which means we've repriced it like four times and they came and said, well, what would you rather? Would you rather have the whole design up front or would you rather have like be able to get some of the design so you can start estimating and then we just give you more as it goes? And I was like, is this a joke? Like, are we a hundred percent? I want the full design. We will spend 10 times more effort, energy, focus on trying to, try to design as we go, then we will, if we just sit down, look at what's needed, quantify all the unquantifiables, and then just go. You're going to have so much better success when everything can be focused on the design of what you're doing. 
So when we talk about the costs of turnover, Dustin's exactly right. This is not about like this is an episode about turnover, but this is more of an episode about focusing on the design you have to not have the turnover, focusing on the design to not hire the undesirables. OK, and I don't mean bad people. I just mean people who don't fit your culture and fit the work. OK, so this cost of turnover, it's going to kill you. And if you're just thinking of it minutely, OK, and, and I'm very passionate about this, obviously. I'm like, I know you just said, I know because you just said a literal quote you just said is this cost of turnover <laughs> is going to kill you. Yes, <laughs> it, is, it is literally going to I feel like I'm from Parks and Rec. <laughs> But I we're not, it. we're thinking about it so small. It yeah. just like Dustin said, we're thinking of it like a car payment. But a car payment is to pay for one thing. It's just the car, right? It's the thing you have. What about the average salary of whoever's hiring your people? What about the time they spend on that stuff? What about the development they have to spend in teaching these new people, no matter what level they are in your organization? platform training or design training or whatever else it is that's even specific to the job. I'm not even there yet. What about drug screens, background checks, uh, cost of just employee expenses that are going to go into this person who may not stick around long term? Yeah. Uniforms, right? office supplies. Name it. All your all the burden stuff, all the holidays you're going to pay out and all of that you're building in their development. They have like I think they say it takes anywhere from like on, on an entry level position, like a year and a half to like three years to fully yeah. have someone vetted to operate at the, at the rate of which you're most likely like estimating or giving uh, pricing on stuff. The rate you think it takes, it's taking people a year and a half to three years to even get to that. So let's, let's play out that scenario for a second, Blake, just for people that are practical and numbers people like me. So, Let's say let's say on this let's let's go conservative and say it takes them eighteen months. It's a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Let's say this person makes a salary of fifty thousand dollars a year. Let's just for the sake of argument say that includes all the benefits as well, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a fifty thousand dollar package, yep. okay, per year, okay. right? So this person's going to take eighteen months to get fully embedded and trained up in the culture and the processes and the all the technicalities, right? Mm -hmm. $75,000. Yeah. If without even without even talking about all the other things that you talked about of someone else having to train them mm -hmm. of the uniforms, of the office supplies, of all the tools and you know software bits and now I had to increase our software level to this number because they put us over this number and now we have this more many people, you know, so many different things, right? Yeah, and I know that the majority of the time what the business leader is going to think the cost of turnover is, is, well, what's their salary? Oh, we can find that. And that's it. That's their, their whole equation was what is salary? End of story. And they're missing that if you are constantly churning people like this, you're, you're probably having to create positions within your organization that wouldn't have to exist there if you would just do the right design work. Yeah. You just so did the development work. You wouldn't have that. So I know that you and your company use a, a kind of an internal version of a turnover calculator, and we're going to talk about a generic turnover calculator here in a little bit. But just, let's just I know that you've probably done this so many times you could probably ballpark it faster than I can. Yeah. So let's just take that same person. Right. We already said 
$50,000 salary takes a year and a half to integrate. What are the other costs that are going to add up to that? What are we looking at for a $50,000 salaried position if we turn them over? What, what, what's what ballpark? Kind of walk us through some of those bullet points and what you think the cost would be at the end of all that. I know there's tons of variables yeah, and tons sure. of different market adjustments and all that other stuff, but let's just try to keep it broad strokes here for, for yeah. the people that are kind of going along on this journey for the very first time. So I think the what a lot of people will do and a, a great high level thing to do is to look at multipliers, right? Look at a multiplier that you would add on to the their annual salary. Um, I have heard anywhere from 1.2 to 1.5 for entry level. The higher you go up in development, you're probably talking one or around the two to threes. Anything in executive level, you're probably closer to the four to fives. Okay, those multipliers that now that position is gone and you have to rehire and bring someone up to that level. So if we were just talking about a real quick, like you got a 1.25 multiplier, it's $50,000. You're looking at about what, $60,000 essentially. And for us, what we look at is what, how long is it going to take them to get to this point where they are, um, like, what did I lose by them not being a hundred percent? Right. Oh, so yeah. that's for me, I'm looking at like, if I was looking at a $45,000 person and did like a 1.2 multiplier, it take me around like 57,000. Right. However, in the first year of having them, if they were only doing 60%, I'm only getting, like, I'm basically losing close to 25 to $30,000 of production that wasn't done at a rate I was paying for. Say that again, because I think that's a super important, just kind of one more time for the people, for the slow learners in the back like me. So if in year one, I'm only going to at best get 60% production out of that yeah. person, then what I'm paying- so The other 40% is being spent with training and onboarding and bringing them up to speed and all the types of things that take time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if I'm looking at that, then I'm looking at about 25 to 30,000 that is not being produced based off of what I'm paying. Right. right? You hired them to produce a hundred percent. Exactly. But they can't because they're only producing 60% because just that's the nature of the beast, right? It takes time to, exactly. it takes time to onboard people. Exactly. So now as people are, what, what do they do on the flip side is let's increase our labor hours. Let's increase how much we charge the customer. And it's because their turnover is so bad. They're having to charge a higher rate because they know that they're losing on the backside. And I'm not saying that's not a good business decision. I just think it's an unnecessary business decision because you could be keeping a lower overhead to where the next year, maybe they're at 80 to 90% and you are potentially only losing, you know, five to $10,000 on that production year three. If they're operating at that 100% level, they're probably making you money at that point, right? right? Like they're going past those points of where their their level of expertise is and they're making you money. Are they costing you money? Sure. But they're also making that money back tenfold. Only because I know that you're smart enough to answer this on the fly and we didn't discuss this beforehand. I'm going to throw this at you. That's scary. Uh <laughs> What do you say? Because I'm sitting here going, okay, I can hear a leader saying, but I'm not going to give that dude a year. Mm. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give, we have a 90 day policy at our place. Yeah. So in 90 days, I'm going to know whether or not he's going to make it or not. Hmm. What, do you, what do you say to that? Like whether they're hitting 100% capacity at that point? 
I just want to say what I mean. Are, how big of a deal is, is cost of turnover for someone who has a ninety day plan, like most companies have? Yeah, and we have a ninety day plan. I just think it has to be realistic. Mm. Like, if you're realistic is a hundred percent, then I I do I think you have gone so far away from remembering what it was like to not know what you know today. Okay, you don't remember what it was like to not know, and so that's the biggest problem. Is you think, oh, like like a lot of times we underestimate what we uh, understand and we overestimate what we don't understand. A lot of times I hear business owners, project managers, especially in the electrical industry, like, oh, it only takes one minute to put a receptacle on. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't, don't bid like that. Like if you don't have seven times that you're in trouble, bud. And like just even having those conversations because people don't remember everything. Like what about all the, the trips they had to make to go pick up all that material or, Oh, I forgot this. And then they mosey on back and grab it. And then they're like, guess what? I forgot another thing. And then they mosey on back. And, you know, we don't remember all that stuff. And we also are not robots. People experience ups and downs. And if you don't remember what it was like to not remember, you're doing your team a disservice. But, that is yeah. so good. That's the answer I was looking for without knowing it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we, we've talked a lot about some of the, some of the numbers and factors that go into that. Or were there any that we missed that you feel like we need to cover there? Or can we move on to the next point? Yeah, we're good. Okay. So we talked about all those different factors that go into it and the things that you shouldn't be thinking about or the things that you should be thinking about that we often don't think about. So now kind of to wrap this discussion up, what do we do with all this information? We go, okay, well, 90 days isn't realistic for to have somebody come up to hundred percent capacity. Right. So, uh, and so we're going to invest, you know, a year, 18 months into this person. Hopefully by that point, we've figured out you have a 90 day plan. Like you said, we figured out this person's well on their way. We have checkpoints, we have milestones, but what do, what do we do with all this information now? Do we just kind of go, like, do we take two years to hire somebody? Mm. Do we hold production on everything? Do we fire people like that need to go? Like what happened? What do we do with all this? Yeah. I think first we have to don't have passive development will be the number one for me. Don't have passive development. If it's, hey, they should just take this long to get here of like, yeah, maybe it takes them three months to learn these things. And maybe it takes them six months to learn these. And you kind of set that up. Okay, you're taking the step in the right direction. That's good. Yeah. What are you doing to develop a plan around that? Like, what if, crazy, what if you could teach them to do that thing that you're saying probably takes three months to get there? What if you could teach them in a day? What if you took a very focused day to develop that aspect of them? Right. Because this is where the focused attention goes. What I want to do, like in our onboarding and development, is we're trying to get people through uh, our boot camp where we're teaching them the 20% they're going to do 80% of the time, but we're doing very focused uh, attention. It's like uh, I think Traction talks about how, like, you know, the sun puts off trillions of rays of sunlight but the most you're going to get is a sunburn. Whereas one single focused ray of light and energy can cut through metal. Hmm. Why? It's because it's focused on that thing. And so the first thing I would say is don't have passive development, have very focused development around the things you need to see quickly. If you say, this is a metric we go by, if you don't have a development alongside it, that isn't just permission to play stuff for the industry, um, then 
it's kind of on you too. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can minimize that time. If it takes, if it's a year that they're only going to get to 60%, what if you could get them there in six months? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you potentially just cut $15,000 out of the equation. Yeah. Just by that focus and on one person. So focused attention is really good. So the next thing I think has to be, how are you focusing and looking into this? Like really it is just go look at, at these items of how much does the person who does your hiring, how much does it cost them to go through the process? How long does it take them? How many calls do they roughly have to field? I think it's just getting in here and figuring it out. I think that was the most holy crap moment to me is when I got in and was like, well, let me just write down a list of all the variables I think probably go into turnover. And I wrote those out. And then I was like, how can I prove this? How can I prove uh, or see how much time goes into this? How much money goes into this? You follow the time, you follow the money, you're going to start seeing okay, I don't know the exact cost that it cost me to lose said person, but mm. I know it's over 14,000. Mm. And that's different than thinking it was just like a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Because now that's on your P&L. That's on your balance sheet. Like mm. that's now on the financials and you've got to hold account to it, you know? Yeah, or someone has a bad finance person or they don't have a finance person and they're sitting there looking at their P&Ls going, I don't know where all the money's going. Mm -hmm. I think we just found it. Yeah. Yep. Or labor. And, and what is the response to that? Well, labor is just really expensive right now. <laughs> Not for everyone. Yeah. Okay? It can still be your biggest line item, but isn't. And if that's true, if labor is your biggest line item, where do you think you should focus? Huh. That's just, that's a simple one right there. Think about that. If it's your largest line item, why are you not focusing on that? Hmm. Well, what if we could just build the best, you know, product and get out there and more people are going to buy it. You still got people. You still got people got it having to build it. You still have people having to transition it from ops to sales to, or from sales to ops to customer to customer relation. You still got all that. That's where you need to be focusing. That's why this culture crap matters. Okay. It does. Because good culture keeps people where they are, okay? Bad culture, it's like one of the top three reasons people leave in a heartbeat. Good culture, people are going to hang around, okay? Even if you're not the most, like, highest paid place. I, In fact, man, I don't encourage you to be the highest paid place. And not because I don't think people should have money. I think it should be, you know, right and well and that, you know, everyone should make a good life. That's Adam Smith's form of economic development is that the whole system would get better, right? Not just the Milton Friedman form of capitalism where he says that it's all about the shareholders. Adam Smith's all about the people. I'm all for that. But if you're going to manipulate by the dollar by just having the highest paid, then you're not leaving yourself room to have good development and good culture and then you won't be the highest paid and they'll just jump to that person or they will you will be the highest paid and even more insulting they'll jump to someone else because they can't deal with your shit i mean that's mic drop worthy uh, no, there's really <laughs> nothing else to say that, that, i was gonna ask well do you have any more thoughts i don't want to hear them because, uh 
it, it doesn't get any better and simpler than that. Um, yeah, want to remind you again to join our think tanks uh, this week. The cool part about joining this think tank um, now, especially with the given episode that we're talking here about the cost of turnover, is that we are working on uh, a free resource for you as a leader called uh, a turnover calculator. Now, I know there's all sorts of turnover calculators out there, but hopefully the discussion that we just spent the last half hour talking about will get you to understand that we're going to break this down for you a little bit more than the the, the kind of the, the standard cost uh, uh, turnover calculators that exist out there right now. And so we, we understand what's broken in all of those. And so we're putting effort in right now with our engineers and developers to, uh, and with Blake's knowledge to, to kind of get us uh, the information that, that you need and that you deserve to know as a leader. And so we want to come alongside you and help you with that, with a free resource. So if you want to be the first to know about that free resource, here's a great way to know about it. Go ahead and sign up for our think tank sessions, because that's going to put you on our email list. Mm-hmm. And the email list is going to be the first one to know when we roll that out. Uh, otherwise you have to just keep checking back every day at the and you're just going to skyrocket our views up, which is cool too. But I think, it, I think, I think you don't have the time for that. Let's just go ahead and put your name on our email list. Let us send it to you one more time at the Click on the think tanks uh, button, put in your email address and you'll be the first to know about this turnover calculator that's coming out very, very soon. I promise. Uh, I think that's everything that we have for today uh next episode we're going to talk about terminal <laughs> <laughs> i uh i am a professional beatboxer look at him what was that that's like how i would do it all right episode, our next episode drum roll excluded uh <laughs> is how to recover from losing your top talent hmm. it's going to be a fun discussion can't wait to talk to you about that but before that this thursday Think Tank Sessions. We're going to talk generational differences. Go back and listen to episode seven. It's going to be a good time. Until then, we'll talk to you next time on the Culture Based Podcast.